I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. Today's episode is sponsored by Wink. That's W-I-N-C, Wink. Before we jump in, as always, I'm joined in the studio with my amazing, awesome, fantastic producer, Barry Finkel. Oh my god, Matt, that was so nice of you. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, don't get used to it. Okay. Listeners, did you know that you have the unique, exclusive opportunity, the honor, to see me and this mysterious producer, Barry Finkel, live on stage? Well, we'll be performing and celebrating me and my success as an esteemed author on October 25th at the Green Space in New York City. You can Google it. There's also a link in our show notes for this episode. Make sure you buy tickets, tell your mom, and then have your mom watch the Facebook live stream because we're going to be streaming it live. So it'll be like a mommy-daughter date where you don't actually have to hang out with your mom. Yeah, you're welcome. You're also welcome for this week's episode, which is jam-packed from tops to bottoms. Mostly bottoms. <laughs> We'll start off, as always, with Worst Things First, the most fucked up news of the week. Then we are diving deep into one of the largest threats we have as a society today. Most people won't put a name to it, but I'm standing up in front of everyone and speaking it out loud. Squirrels. We have to face this issue head on, people. After that, we got comedians Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from the wildly successful anti-slut-shaming podcast, Guys We Fuck. We're going to talk about them, they'll talk to me, and then we'll play a game of Who Would You Rather? So sit back, or up, or lie down on your stomach. I don't know how you like it. You could be on your commute, you could be on the couch. Whichever way, I'm going to give it to you. So let's do this. Let's go. Let's get on with the show. All right, worst things first, the news that makes me want to throw my computer off of a fire escape, which I have done. First up, Harvey Weinstein was fired for being a fucking creep. If you don't know this whole story, it's still unfolding. Uh, The New York Times first published a report that has long been an open secret, I guess, in Hollywood, um, that Harvey Weinstein, who's one of the most powerful guys in Hollywood, his movies collectively have over 300 Academy Award nominations, which is insane. That's why people are so fucking scared of him. He's been paying off women for decades that have accused him of sexual assault, including all these gross things like coercing them into giving him massages and like making them watch while he showers. So it's all fucked. He's a disgusting piece of shit. Um, He says some of these allegations are false, but also that he's going to therapy to work on them, and also he's suing the New York Times, and then, according to a lawyer who was working with him, he's just a, quote, old dinosaur learning new ways. Which, no. I don't get that argument. In his apology, the first letter was like, I came of age in like the 60s and 70s when this was just how business was done. What? It's not like everybody just suddenly discovered sexual harassment like this year. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's been bad forever. Yeah. So Harvey Weinstein was also a big donor to Democrats. And then there's a lot of conservatives, including fucking junior piece of shit. Donald Trump Jr. We're trying to draw that connection and being like, Ugh, what, what does Hillary have to say about this? Look in the goddamn mirror, you fucking junior clown. Donald Trump Jr. and the rest of the conservatives were like, oh, we have a sexual predator? Let's make him president of the United States. Let's just give that a shot. So people in houses run by <laughs> rapists shouldn't throw stones. Next up... 
Jamel Hill, who is a sports journalist and co-host of SportsCenter on ESPN, was suspended from the network for two weeks. She initially got caught up in all this bullshit because she tweeted accurately, I might add, that, quote, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Fucking Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, was like, that's a fireable offense, which is like... Not true. Fucking, yeah, it's not, not true. your job no. as a the government spokeswoman to be like, ESPN should fire this person. You know what? Focus on your own goddamn job. Also, your brother murdered a dog. What? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mike Huckabee is her dad. And his his son, like, murdered their dog. If you look at the top reply of any Mike Huckabee tweet, really? it's just, your son murdered a dog. I don't want to blame a woman for... Yeah, the, no. <laughs> the problems of the man man in her life. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a piece of shit in her own right. <laughs> but it should be noted that her family... It runs in the family. Her family is insane. After all this flag shit goes down, Jerry Jones, who is the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, put out a statement that was like, any player that does anything that's, quote, disrespectful to the flag won't get to play. Um, which is just saying, like, you can't have your constitutional right to uh, protest. They're still doing their jobs. So Jamel Hill was tweeting about this, and um, someone, I think, tweeted at her a bunch of the advertisers for the Dallas Cowboys, and she's tweeted, change happens when advertisers are impacted. If you feel strongly about J.J., a.k.a. Jerry Jones' statement, boycott his advertisers, and I guess... ESPN was like, that's enough. And they suspended her for two weeks. And now fucking Donald Trump is tweeting about her from his, like, bully pulpit, from from the official account. Could you imagine having the president of the United States bullying you on Twitter, like, when you're doing your job? That is just, just the idea. It's like, it's one thing if it's Donald Trump normally. Anytime Donald Trump is bullying anyone on Twitter before he was president, that's probably scary because he's like a big, scary, wealthy dude. It's the president of the United States who's doing this to you. Your leader is not that he's my leader, is doing this to you. Not my leader. No, like that's so wrong. It's so wrong. Like, she is a citizen of your country, dude. She has every right to call you out on your shit. Yeah. Being a Democrat or Republican doesn't have an effect on how you fucking comment on a football game i don't know what sports reporters do (laughs) and like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they're outspoken they're just scared that i guess all of their you know viewers are gonna get angry yeah it definitely has to do and she's right it is about advertisers yeah it's it's about advertisers At at the end of the day jamel hill has not been wrong yet also, uh, speaking of football, real-life heterosexual drone bot Mike Pence, a.k.a. Vice President of the United States, a.k.a. the next president once Donald Trump gets impeached. <sighs> he went to a football game for like a minute, which is just straight out of the homosexual playbook. Go to a football game for like a minute, dramatically walk out because the players won't do what you want, a.k.a. fuck you, and then make a whole big deal about it on Twitter. That's just, I could have written those rules myself. He walked out because they kneeled during the the anthem. And it means that he's protesting. Do you not realize that you are protesting? Yeah, that's what protesting is. You have the right. So do the football players, except that they're protesting something real, like police brutality. And you're protesting them protesting the flag, which isn't real. That's not a real thing. They're not protesting the flag. So you're just wrong. And you spent so much money on it. How much money, Matt? He spent, allegedly, like $250,000 just to fly because the day before he was in Las Vegas and then the next day or the day after he was supposed to be in L.A., Las Vegas and L.A. are very close. (laughs) Uh, But instead, he flew all the way to Indiana just to stop and do a football game for like a minute. Their official excuse was that he was just going to spend the night in Washington, D.C. and that it was actually more generous of him to stop in Indiana than they didn't have to go all the way to D.C. Or you could just sleep in a fucking hotel in Las Vegas for a night. Fucking piece of shit. He didn't want to be with his wife. Friendly reminder that Mike Pence calls his wife mother, by the way. He tweeted, I think she was there. He tweeted a photo, but the photo was like three years old. old. Just a mess. Just an all-around mess. 
go take mother. Go back to your sad little room where you have a shoebox full of twink magazines under your bed and stop terrorizing the rest of us. Next! Police had to be called to at least one McDonald's in Florida. Only in Florida! (laughs) Because fans of the Adult Swim cartoon Rick and Morty started rioting over the fact that McDonald's ran out of a promotional Szechuan sauce. Szechuan? Szechuan? Szechuan. Szechuan. There's no reason for any of this to be happening. (laughs) A, I didn't even know what the fuck Rick and Morty's was until this week. I thought it was a cartoon from like when I was a kid that I just never watched. Apparently it's only like five years old. Yeah, people love it. I don't watch it, but I have a lot of friends who love it a lot. That's fine for them. Yeah. Um, so here's the story, if you haven't been following this or haven't heard about it at all. So apparently in the late 90s, McDonald's had a special limited Szechuan sauce as part of a promotion for Mulan back when Mulan was a thing. That's cute. And so it was like just a limited time thing. Uh, then Rick of Rick and Morty, the cartoon, I guess there's an episode where he says that he's obsessed with getting some of this Szechuan sauce. So McDonald's announced that they would bring it back for one day and people went fucking crazy. And that day was last week. But some locations ran out really quickly. Uh, Some locations that said they would have it didn't actually have it. People waited, I guess, for like hours. And then when they didn't have it, they started like rioting over a fucking sauce. I looked today. People are selling them on eBay for like $2,000 for a packet. A- Not even the best sauce to get upset about. Number one sauce in the world, ranch. Amen. Then mayonnaise. Agreed. Then barbecue. I will say when I was a kid, I distinctly remember my mom when the mini Beanie Babies were at McDonald's. We drove to every McDonald's in the greater Chicagoland area until we got every single one. And then we had Happy Meals for like a month. Anyway, this is why I look like this. (laughs) That's why I have the body of Grimace, the McDonald's blob. Next up, Republican Senator Bob Corker tweeted that, quote, it's a shame the White House has become an adult daycare center. Someone obviously missed their shift this morning, um, which is completely accurate. But then Kellyanne Conway, who slithered out from the canoe that she lives under, you know what I call her? Smellyanne Conway. Nice. Kellyanne Moranway. Yeah, okay. Kellyanne Parmesanway. I like Parmesan. Kelly Clan Conway. Oh, political. <laughs> she got on TV and said that it was irresponsible because, quote, world leaders see that. You know what else they see? You fucking flailing paper bag caught in a tree limb. Your boss's tweets. And that's it for Worst Things First, the stories of the week that made me want to fucking scream. Hold on tight, because next up, we got a deep dive coming for you. Beady eyes. Nut munchers. Bushy-tailed demons. Fluffy fucks. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, today's deep dive is going to double as a public service announcement because we are here to talk about one of the biggest threats facing the world today, threatening world peace. What am I talking about? Squirrels. And I know, I know haters are going to say squirrels are nice and you're just pushing anti-squirrel propaganda. And to all the haters, I say nay. Because squirrels have long been a menacing force in this world. And if I don't take a stand, then who will? Are we just going to wait around for the next story to come out about a squirrel that's been terrorizing a neighborhood or a school or an elderly home where none of the residents know where their breakfast oats have been going? No. The time for action is now. So I was reading this article because I was bored earlier in the New York Times from a noted squirrel expert. That's a profession. Someone went to college, spent thousands of dollars on a degree, and now they study squirrels. And I know haters are going to (laughs) say, 
<laughs> why can't someone study squirrels, Matt? Fuck you, that's why. The squirrel expert says all of these things about squirrels. One, they're deceptive. Because when they know that they're being watched, they will actively try to deceive thieves. So if they're digging a hole to bury a nut, they'll dig a hole and then look around and pretend to put the nut in the hole, but actually it'll be in their cheek. And then they'll cover up the hole as if they put it in there. So there would be thief would be like, oh, now I found it. But guess what? You've been duped by a mischievous squirrel. Oh yeah, first they hide a nut, then they cut the wires to your telephone line. They cut the wires to your cable. The electricity goes out in the middle of the night. Suddenly you get a phone call and it's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and that translates in squirrelish to uh, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> And then also, finally, on this point, here's a fucked up thing about female squirrels, girl squirrels. Um, During the one or two days a year that the female is fertile. What? Wow, that's I wish we had that kind of birth control. Yeah, they only period once a year. That's incredible. Um, But during that one or two days a year when the female is fertile, she'll be chased by every male in the vicinity (laughs) and they all hound her around and around a tree with sneeze-like calls. And guess what? She doesn't even say, God bless you, after they sneeze. So they die. Throughout the years... Squirrels have been menacing society, specifically in the past five years. So let's go through. Let's go through some of the examples of squirrels destroying society. To start, just this week, just this week, more than 4,700 people found themselves without power in Memphis, Tennessee, The University of Memphis president had to cancel classes. You know why? Because a fucking squirrel caused a power outage. A squirrel. And now now he's laying there all happy and warm and mangled and electrified while everybody else is wallowing in the darkness. A squirrel in the UK broke into a pub and caused more than $400 in damages during a drunken tirade. Okay, so the squirrel fucking breaks into this pub, he turns on a beer tap, empties an entire barrel of ale onto the floor, knocks glasses and bottles everywhere, tosses beer mats, straws, money, just all over the place. Um, the owner walks in and he's he at first thinks he's been robbed, but then who pops up out of a, quote, box of crisps, which is London speak for potato chips, a squirrel. The squirrel popped out and he was staggering around, drunk like a skunk. But not a skunk, a squirrel. (laughs) And they spent a full hour chasing him around, trying to get him out. And eventually they chased him into the men's toilets, as they call them in London. They don't say bathroom, they say he's in the toilets. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to throw him out a window. They they probably didn't have to. Yeah, they did because he was being disruptive. I'm just saying I've been in plenty of men's bathrooms, men's toilets. Nobody's had to throw me out. I go peacefully. And I do zero dollars of damage. In fact, one time I found $100 in a men's bathroom and I gave it to charity. No, No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it was at a bar that was a $20 cover for all you can drink. So that was pure profit that night. (laughs) Back in 2012, a squirrel burned down a pastor's house in Florida. Only in Florida. (laughs) Targeting the religious right. Hashtag Illuminati. Squirrel Illuminati. Squirrel Illuminati. Boom. So according to the Huffington Post, the squirrel jumped from one high voltage line to another, causing an arc of electricity. That's just badass. That lit up a nearby bush and spread a fire. Oh, it's so badass that it burned down a pastor's house. I don't understand how maybe it was holding both lines at once and just became like a current, like a conductor. Yeah, well, maybe he just had like an extra bushy tail. Either way, he lit the fuck up. uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and <laughs> burned down a few houses. And then <laughs> this was a line from the Huffington Post story, quote, squirrels were fingered for three other brush fires in the area in four days. And personally, I would just like to say kudos to wh- whatever brave investigators are out in the world fingering squirrels to get to the bottom of the story. I'm just picturing a squirrel like walking away from a pastor's house and it blowing up like James Bond style. (laughs) Then another squirrel was caught stealing over 150 Christmas lights from a woman's home. She thought it was so funny. She took video of it. I guess the squirrel was mistaking the bulbs for food. Same. Because it's a Terminator squirrel. (sighs) Yeah. Imagine a squirrel eating light bulbs. What kind of power does that give him? He goes to sleep that night, wakes up a fucking Power Rangers villain. He could walk all over the neighborhood just fucking shooting Christmas carols out of his face. In Oklahoma, there was a fugitive squirrel who outwitted police for two whole weeks, (laughs) causing hundreds of dollars of damage by chewing the wires of patrol cars. Who taught these squirrels to disable patrol cars? (laughs) I want to know what other crimes. Apparently this set off like a huge debate in this town because people were like, our policemen are spending two weeks chasing squirrels. (laughs) Using our tax dollars to chase squirrels for two weeks. They nicknamed him Chewy the Squirrel, and he was eventually apprehended. That was his street name. What does that mean? What? How does a squirrel get apprehended? They killed him, right? They caught him in a cage, and then... uh, Apparently from prison, he was like, it wasn't me. I'm a scapegoat. (laughs) And finally, in perhaps the greatest display of their threatening nature, a squirrel in Florida. Only in Florida. Straight up committed an act of terror on a senior center, sending three old people to the hospital According to the Huffington Post, the squirrel latched onto a person outside of the senior center, and then they got into like a, a fist fight right outside of the of the senior center. And in the ensuing scuffle, the person somehow flung the squirrel into the senior center, causing mayhem. Uh, there's a nine one one call of this incident. We should just roll the tape. We had a squirrel that entered our building, and it's in our activity room, and it's jumping on people and biting them and scratching them. How many people were bitten? Uh, At least three or four, possibly more. Does anybody there need an ambulance to take them to the hospital? Uh, I don't know if we need to go in an ambulance, but we need need some care for people here. (laughs) It's it's still in there, and the people are bleeding. People are bleeding. The caller eventually tells dispatch everyone was moved to the office and lobby areas for safety. There is another person in there. The squirrel has been tossed outside, but we we need help for the people. The center reports it is fine, but did not say what it will do to prevent similar attacks in the future. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Celine Ewan. <laughs> uh, I love how this report ends. You need to convene a meeting of the board to talk about immediate action you can take to prevent future squirrel attacks. I didn't realize it bit into a woman's leg and she couldn't get it off and walked into the center for help. And then it it unlatched and then just started terrorizing everybody. One staff member and two residents were murdered. What? No, they were not. No one died. Squirrels are pieces of shit. Okay. What other animal preys on the elderly? All of these facts have not convinced me that they're terrible. I think that they are funny and weird and intelligent. Funny? You think it's funny? But what I that do people think are dead? you have made me believe in the squirrel Illuminati. Yeah, squirrel the squirrel Illuminati is real. Let's get it trending, guys. Hashtag squirrel Illuminati. <laughs> Hashtag stop the squirrels. Uh yeah, also we we didn't even even touch the fact that they spread the plague. They spread they spread rabies. They spread Adult onset diabetes. <laughs> the point is, people, we can't just sleep on this. Because if if you're like me, a squirrel will break into your house while you're sleeping and steal your Pillsbury Doughboy cookies that you spent all night baking. And then leave footprints on your windowsill for you to wake up to in the morning with crumbs all over your kitchen. And then your roommate will be like, Matt, what happened? What did you do last night? How drunk were you? And then you have to be like, it wasn't me. 
It was the squirrel because he was sitting right outside the windowsill looking in from the fire escape. And now you know the truth. Don't sleep on it. Keep your eyes peeled. Because God knows squirrels don't need sleep. They're awake 100% of the time, just filing their fangs to rip into your skin. And that's this week's Deep Dive. We'll be back in the studio with Corinne and Christina of Guys We Fucked after this commercial break. I'd like to propose a toast to Wink. That's Wink with a C, the world's first and only personalized wine club. Mm. Back in the day when I wanted wine, I would have to walk to a store and get all sweaty and just stare at bottles on bottles and bottles like an idiot. Then I would just pick a wine based on how pretty the label or how cheap the price was, and I'd get home and crank open the bottle and be instantly disappointed. But thanks to Wink, those days are behind me. Now I get unique, delicious bottles of wine sent straight to my door. I can pick them, order them, open them, drink them, all from the comfort of my kimono. Barry and I even drank Wink Rosé in a can this weekend, but not in kimonos because we kept it professional. Plus, Wink has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so I never pay for a bottle I don't like. And you can join for free. You can skip any month and cancel any time. And right now, Wink is offering listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash unhappy. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. That's trywink, spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash unhappy. You'll get $20 off your first order now, plus complimentary shipping. Trywink.com slash unhappy. Cheers. I am here with Corinne Fisher and Christina <gasps> Hutchinson of Guys We Fucked. I had just had like a, a whiskey moment for a second. Where you forgot what the fuck you said. <laughs> I was like, I was so focused on <laughs> saying your names Two right that I was like, God damn it. I um, was really impressed because you actually looked at the correct person at yeah. saying the name. People we've known for years can't even do that. Yeah, someone was texting with Corinne for like a couple hours and thought it was me the whole time. So. <laughs> I did my research. I had flashcards beforehand. <laughs> so I made sure, yeah. Um, well, welcome to Unhappy Hour. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having Yay. us. So we start off asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Cocaine. <laughs> so many people love it. I hate it. It's, yeah. The first time I ever did it, I took the biggest shit of my life and then I fell asleep. I was very disappointed. Is that your answer too? Uh, no, I've never done cocaine, so I can't make a decision. In fact, I've never done cocaine because I think I would love it. So <laughs> that's a different kind of problem that I have. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, I mean, I have so many, like I wanted to go with human interaction, but then I think a lot of people do tend to also not like that. Right. I mean, huevos rancheros, maybe I'll go with. <gasps> I think it's fucking disgusting. I agree. Yeah, thank you. I don't. A lot of runny eggs in there. Also, like salsa doesn't belong in like breakfast. Thank you. I had so much negative feedback when I said that one time on Guys We Fucked that you. Oh really? Yeah, I've said all the crazy, all the controversial things on the podcast. (laughs) That was the one that got the most heat. This bitch hates salsa and eggs. So I'm really glad that you agree. Because I I mean, I'm also, I'm also like a very white, so it's yeah. I should not have. Have any opinion? Just saying, I don't. I shouldn't have any opinion on salsa or salsa-related food. I love you salsa, can. just not on eggs. I hate gummy stuff too. Gummy bears and gummy worms. I hate. I, they make me throw up. Yeah, it is a gross texture. Do you just hate everything? Because you seem to be agreeing yeah, what with you, What do you love? I do. I hate everything. <laughs> what do you no. love that people hate? Um, oh, that's a good, a good question. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I would just say me as my answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) So you both host the podcast Guys We Fucked. And the full title is Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast, right? Mm -hmm. No one ever remembers that part. Well, see, I'm just full of my, my, there's so much research (laughs) went into your names. I Googled you. (laughs) Wow. Got your faces right. I feel like we're on 2020. So yeah. (laughs) Barbara, tell me more. So tell us about how everything started. When did you realize, hey, I want to talk about fucking. (laughs) 
<laughs> on a podcast. I like how you tried to uh, uh, say that seriously. Like this was like, going to be very deep uh, conversation. Yeah, this um, is I'm Charlie Rosen, both of you. <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily, it didn't start as a conversation about fucking, even though it has fucked in the title. It was more uh, a conversation with people who we have fucked right. and our relationship with them. Right. To learn, it was like a, it was like holding a mirror to ourselves to learn more about ourselves through people we've shared intimate relationships with. Right. Yeah. Corinne got dumped by the love of her life in a Panera, but former in a Panera bread. And then it was like, one of the like we you know when someone like, like we like, no, no he's still the one <laughs> I'm like oh girl we'll talk about that later um uh and you, you see somebody go through like a bad we've all been there like a bad breakup that just like guts you that, right and then that's in the midst of that she texted me and was like we should just interview guys we fucked I'm just called guys we fucked and right I was like yeah yeah we should but it's like a fun conversation right yeah. you're not like no we hate here's... it Matt we're not we're not on board <laughs> it's not like here's like let's dissect everything that went wrong right. it's no, not like a post that's why we can't get a lot of people to come on though because that's what they fucking think I can't get two of my major exes won't do the podcast because they cheated on me but I'm like dude I don't give a shit if it's yeah. a comedy podcast we're just gonna have fun right and they're uh, they won't do it so but I also saw you've talked about people that you've been in relationships with or are in relationships with will listen to it and be like, I didn't know you were going to say that. Oh, yeah, my boyfriend and I almost broke up after he listened to the first couple episodes because I was like, he loves having his butthole licked. And he was like, wow, <laughs> didn't think you'd go there. And yeah, you, Give a bitch you a just up. exposed him to everybody. But yeah. part of part of what the, you guys represent is that nobody should be ashamed of what they like, especially exactly. women. Um, sure, but people have to make that decision for themselves. It's, right. that's, it's very true. That's why I try hard to like run things by people before right. I talk about their right. potholes. Yeah. yeah. It's respectful, you know? Right. You can't just expose people and be like, see, you're not embarrassed. Yeah. What won't exactly. he put up his ass? <laughs> like... A broom, a shovel. Give uh, me the grocery list. It's all going up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now now people know what to get him for, for holidays. The Aneros. I highly recommend it. I also just glossed over you got dumped in a Panera Bread. You glossed over the impetus for the entire podcast. Thanks, I just, Matt. I, what did you order? It's, it's the Panera Bread of it all that really got me. Oh, really? I couldn't go to Panera Bread for a while after that because I was I felt I was scarred. That's very nice. In, Thanks for yeah, the I just I couldn't I couldn't do it, but now I do. I go all the time. Panera really Bread is where all my important life events happen because in fact, <laughs> and this is an exclusive. First time we saw so another theater. Ready, uh, well, that too, but then this this past weekend. I learned that I could throw up fully standing without any splashback by vomiting into a toilet in a Panera dun, Bread. Dun, dun. Wow. That is impressive. Yay. Right? Because, you know, I Girls can do anything. I needed to throw up <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to put my face close to a Panera Bread <laughs> toilet. So I was like, you know what, girl? I bet if you just stand really straight, there will be no splashback. I'm, I'm only five foot three. You know, I'm not working with a lot of room. That's right. And I did it. Yeah. I didn't even get any on the toilet. Uh, That's what like the some, fuck? Some you throw up like a model. Physical. I have a new talent. <laughs> yeah, there was like calculations, mathematical yeah. equations that I had was to go blown into. Away. Yeah. If I wasn't, if I you wasn't so hungover, I would have been way more impressed. <laughs> that just means the force of the vomit was enough to push it forward away from your Ooh, body. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. wow. So that it's like a to fountain. Me. I only vomit ones. projectile. I'm a lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. I last time I projectile vomited was in a bathroom. Bathroom at a Wawa is after I ate pork tenderloin. My dad worked so hard cooking it. Aww. Don't eat pork. Felt bad. <laughs> ate it. Ugh. I am very proud that I haven't thrown up since the first Obama administration. What? First from Obama drinking? term Dr- for, at all? A- oh, <gasps> I mean, the last Lucky. time I threw up was from drinking. Uh huh. But that's the always. last time I threw up. That was period. a long time. Ago. I always barf yeah, from drinking. Five years. I barf. My body is like barf all the time. Barf all reaction time. to anything is to throw up. Like like like. Oh, you fell. Throw up. <laughs> I don't know why. You got a vibrator on your clit? Throw up. Yeah, it just, I just, it, that's how it gets rid of toxins. Yeah, I, uh, it's a good, it's a, you're like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's just a way of like expelling your enemies. Yeah, yeah. And alerting the Oh world. yeah, the, the dickhead with the fucking glasses, the Seinfeld guy. Yeah, Newman. Spray to the face. Newman deserved it. Uh, Newman got fucking vomited on. <laughs> I am curious, your experience doing comedy and, and, because, so there's, you know, this this trope of people like Amy Schumer being like, I am labeled a sex comic, but you're it's you're just talking about what men are talking about right. all the time. Right. Slut shaming it's just not any different than in other communities. The only thing that like 
one thing about being a woman is like you get reminded that you're a woman all the time. So getting bring brought up on stage like this next comic could make babies. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, go fuck yourself. That is the only. Yeah, every guy, every guy who performs comedy has only met like three women. <laughs> I know. And they don't you know feel like Mr. Mall. It's an easy way to feel really pretty is to walk into a room full of male comics and they're like, yeah, wow, that girl's gorgeous, and you're just like, you have tits, and you're that's it. That's all you right, need. Right. Right. I've seen it like a few comedy shows, especially in L.A., where there's always like one woman as part of the lineup. And I'm like, it sucks for her that all of this pressure now is like you. uh, If you suck now, everyone's going to be like, yeah, yeah. we saw a show. Credit and I saw a show the first time we were in L.A. together uh, and it was like a three hour long stand up show. It was hilarious. The only person I didn't like was the one chick on the bill. And I was like, this is why people think women are like when they say, I don't think women are funny. It's because of situations like that, because people can't step out of their own brain and go, that woman doesn't equal every other woman. Right. Well, you can't just give us the choice of one person either, because comedy, just comedy in general, like everyone in the audience isn't going to like every type of comedy. And if everyone's laughing at a joke, I'm always like, that joke probably sucks. Like comedy is specific. It speaks to you on its level. That's why all comedians don't work for everybody. Right. That's why a comedian can't like most comedians are never going to get like you too famous because they're never going to get that generic. Another thing that I hate that everyone likes you too. <laughs> what is uh, that? When they did the did album on the iPhone, yeah. it was, I was like, yo, this is fucking ridiculous. I got I was one of those assholes. I got so mad. And yeah. I was like, just delete the song. No, it was like iPhone. it was like someone came into your house it and was? like left a U2 album on your kitchen table. And my, it's like, no, and I, I don't like, want How you in dare my house. You? Yeah, my yeah. roommate in college, her favorite band was U2, and I was like, oh, whoa. are you a cyborg? <laughs> like, what? Not even. I've never heard Not anyone even. say that. You each do stand. You do stand up also, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? This research didn't go Damn, past their names. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, I don't do like eight spots a night, but yes, I've been doing stand up for seven years. <laughs> You've been doing stand up almost exactly the same amount of time. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I for a second There's I was nowhere like, online. Wait. Well, I don't put any clips online. I'm very private about my stand up unless you're at the show. Right. Only because I just don't want it online. Which is yeah, I think that's a good thing. I guess. It's probably not good for marketing. Have you, what is your like worst audience experience? We had an audience in um, Vancouver, Canada. We did a live show and uh, these three dudes came up on stage for a segment that's really fucking fun and funny if the person if like people just from Vancouver aren't it. participating yeah exactly and uh and uh the guy like threw a gift card at Car- like we gave him a gift card at the end and then because he won or long, whatever and then he threw it and I was like I hate you like I hope you die and I said that I said I hope you die and then uh I felt bad about that but uh that was the worst audience for sure my worst audience though I think besides that I'm gonna go second Christine on that but then once I was hired to do a private Valentine's Day <laughs> dinner show oh, for people for, they were an American and that's not the problem but there was like a lost in translation problem uh-huh. so it was just like a very and different culture and they were just all staring at me and like I was giving them my best jokes and then at a certain point when you're bombing with th- like jokes that you know are well written and you worked so hard on I was like I'm not gonna let them like slaughter my babies in front of me basically so yeah. I just started making fun of people <laughs> and they loved that it. were at the dinner or they didn't understand it no and then they loved it and they tried to hire me again oh, the God. following year but it was truly like the most traumatic 30 minutes of uh, of my stand-up 30 minutes set because it was just so hard and uh, grasping for straws like I worked way too hard for that you know $75 and plate of steak or whatever the fuck I was getting paid in (laughs) you know to do (laughs) put myself in that situation again yeah and they because they just I I don't know some people just like love when you just say mean things to their face yeah some people hate it though and I really didn't you have have no idea until you're in the middle of it yeah (laughs) oh I've said some awkward things to audience members I'm like ooh sorry yeah (laughs) I I don't know if you guys experience this, but I feel like because people know you also as podcast hosts and they feel like they're part of the conversation and you're friends with them, that they they have conversations. Yeah. They like will talk to one another during your show. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like this this isn't a podcast. You, I can hear you. We've said (laughs) I can hear you to so many people in the audience. Yeah. I think it was Corinne who said in an interview that nothing, nothing surprises you anymore. 
I mean, I probably did say that. I wouldn't be surprised if I said that. <laughs> That's the only thing that surprises her. What is the most surprising thing that someone has said? Someone has said to me, oh, God. That's a great question, Like, Matt. either as a write-in or someone comes up to you and says something. I mean, I guess the, the most thing, that we, this was not something that someone wrote into the podcast, but the recent case in France where uh, they re- ruled that 11-year-old girl could consent to sex. I mean, I guess that Ooh. surprised me a little bit because that was like Ooh. a government. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that maybe a little bit yeah I mean well because I have this thing where I have uh, Christina I don't know how to use computers and Christina Mm -hmm. set my Google search up to me but when she set it up for the Google to be the The homepage homepage. for some reason the word girl was in the search engine bar so now when I go to my Google page it's always articles about girl and they're always the most terrible things that could ever happen. So now I just read articles that if you Google girl will come up. The France thing was one of them. And then another thing was like this guy was punishing his three-year-old daughter for not drinking milk. And what he did was at three in the morning, he made her stand in the backyard by a tree. Yeah. 15 minutes later. And think of how long 15 minutes is for a three-year-old. He went out to get her and she was missing and she's still missing. Yeah, so I just like, read that. She ran away from her horrible ass Those dad. were surprising things yeah, to me. Damn. I mean, I guess I still, that's the yeah, most surprising. I can't believe that story. It yeah, just, you like, read it. Yeah. I was like, what? A three, <laughs> three-year-old. Three, number one, why Why is a three-year-old up at 3 a.m. drinking milk? So that's that. I mean, it just, but it has to get so fucked up now for me to even be like a little bit like, huh. Right. And that's sad. Yeah. Let's see. What direction do I want to go in? What about most em- embarrassing things? Are you embarrassed yourself anymore about anything? Is there anything truly no, that embarrasses you? I've embarrassed you? myself so many times in front of people. I, 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 mean, I do nothing think... else. I, I have not, which is great. I'm yeah. fearless. As like a, a comedian, I think it's getting comfortable being just in a complete like embarrassing mode and just being like well. bombing is i <laughs> yeah. just recently watched this uh special about stand up comedy it was on iTunes that you can rent it on i forget what the fuck it's called but it's new it's black and white and it's has people like Chris Rock Jerry Seinfeld uh uh, uh oh i watched that it yeah, was yeah. amazing and um and and they were talking about bombing and they're like this one comic was like, the day my mother, I got the call that my mother died wasn't nearly as bad as every time I bomb. And I was like, that, <laughs> yes, God. I feel, it like kills your soul a little bit, yeah. but it's so good for you. Like it's so, yeah. Yeah. so I'm like, once you can bomb in front of a room full of strangers with like your words, it's truly a rejection of who you are as a person. And it's nice. Right. It's, 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 uh. It's grounding, you know? Yeah. See, I don't feel uncomfortable bombing at all. And I do now. That's great. That's good. I mean, I used to. Sometimes I just, I I mean, sometimes if I hate the audience, I will try to bomb, (laughs) which I think is an art in and of itself because I'm like, you don't don't deserve these. Right. And I'm going to keep them. Right. (laughs) But I mean, you know, of course, every now and then there's a gig where if you bomb, it's like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. There's a couple, still a couple big gigs that I always get. Like, I did Risk recently and I was, I was very nervous to do that. That. Yeah, because I just—I mean, it's like you get one shot. It, what, what are you gonna do? If it yeah. sucks, then you know, I don't know. I feel the most pressure at things like festivals mm-hmm. where there's all of these other comedians and things. And, yeah. yeah, it's much worse to. I think it's much worse to bomb in front of a comedian you admire than like I'd rather bomb in fr- in Madison Square Garden oh, yeah. with just a bunch of people who really don't know anything about comedy rather right. than like one. Like David Tell being there, right? I got much. Rather. Oh, I bombed in front of a Tell once. That was, <laughs> that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. That's how I met him. So it was good. All right, final question before I, we'll move into a game. I want to talk about your book. So you you have a book called Fucked. Yes. Being sexually explorative and self confident in a world that's screwed. Oh, it comes out the same day as my I book. I know. I know. It's all that. But everybody should go on and pre-order both, both of our books. Yeah. Everything What's yours is called? awful. Oh, we should do a bundle. My, yeah. That would be cute. <gasps> bundle yeah, it up. Should. It could be uh, right now if you go to my page. Not that I check it every day, but if you go to my page, <laughs> the suggested one of people that buy it together is Hillary Clinton's book. <gasps> what? Dude, I just picked that up at the airport and damn, it's a good book. Yeah. yeah. Was saying, oh, yeah. I've cried my way through it. I've laughed and cried. I'm only 20 pages in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if people pre-order both, then your book we'll will them. be the one and vice versa that shows up at the bottom. step down, but yeah. <laughs> sure, do that. No. <laughs> you are, butthole. <laughs> I mean, Fucked could also have been the title of Hillary's memoir. Like, yes, yes, it could have. Yeah. Okay, we have a quick game of Who Would You Rather. Uh, do. 
Yes. <laughs> I love these games. Very straightforward. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. Mm. Dan Savage or John Favreau? Dan Savage. Oh, both though. I don't even know what John Favreau looks like. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Savage is hot though. He's so hot. Oh, so muscly. <clears throat> Michael Che or Colin Jost? Colin Jost. I yeah. hate Michael Neither? Che, and he knows this. <laughs> he is, yeah, he doesn't have very, uh, or he has a lot of passionate detractors. Yeah, I, That's I, a great way to put a, it. That's a beautiful, it may kind be a, way to put a, it. Like a, it might be a, like a fabricated hate, but I don't know. He just, I, I, he's, yeah, he's blocked. Uh, no, I would yeah. agree. Uh, um, I, I, you know what? Both of them at the same time. Sure. That's diplomatic. That'd be fun. Right. Yeah. Why, do, why choose? Yeah. Why choose? <laughs> There's enough. Both? There's enough. Yeah. Mark Maron or Bob Saget? Oh, Mark Maron. Bob Saget. I'm in love with Mark Maron. <laughs> oh, we have a difference of I'm opinion. Dating a oh, we always we do. usually do. We don't. We find never. <laughs> we there's a we had a photo shoot earlier. That's why we we don't usually yeah. do fake eyelashes just to do you know podcast stuff. This photographer came in and right away Corinne was like, "You probably think he's hot," like, but she didn't say that to me, and I was like, "I think he is very hot." I could tell. I we could never like the same dude because he was very Mark Maroney. No, not that. My boyfriend's very Mark Maroney. A little less bitchy and whiny, but I I love Mark Maron. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. John Oliver or Trevor Noah? Trevor Trevor Noah. Noah. I met him. He's the hottest person in the world. And his stand-up is really good, which I was so surprising because he's so hot. And with that accent, you don't need to write jokes. But he still did. And that was really nice of him. He's one of the... I get, like, angry. I can't even think about him. When I met him at the SNL party, he was in a leather fucking jacket. Great style. It was a beautiful leather jacket. He was gorgeously dressed. And I was like... I can't talk to you. I gotta yeah. go. And I like mm. left. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. You're too hot. That's appropriate. That's Beautiful the appropriate man. reaction. Beautiful man. So hot. Um, Jeb or George W.? I don't, again, I don't know what Jeb's face looks like. They both suck. But it's I, just the same face. <laughs> it's the same face. I would want George W. to paint me. Uh, I think I would just... But I wouldn't want to fuck him. I think I right. would <laughs> just stop having sex. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would call okay, it a celibacy. Jeb is hotter, celibacy. but I would just never have sex again. Fair. Yeah, well, I just wouldn't fuck a bush. Yeah, I couldn't either. You know what? If it, I was going to fuck a bush, it would be Jenna. Laura, I would hot. make my first woman she had sex. She nip slip. Jenna. I would just fuck... A bush. <laughs> they like fucking actually horny bush. A shrub. The shrub, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Judge Judy or Judge Janine Pirro? Do you know Janine her? Janine Pirro is super sassy. I feel like Judge she'd be Judy, my with her She's also like with her. the devil incarnate. Oh, I kind of like that. She's like a Fox News crony. I'd have sex oh. with Judge Judy, videotape it, and give it to my boyfriend for um, Hanukkah. Wow. And he really actually wants to have sex with Judge Judy. I've, really? 100%. That's yes. There's some picture of but, her okay. in like a bikini on a boat. And you got to give that to James. She's keeping it. Yeah, Good for her. Tracked. She's rich as fuck. Yo. She also, Those yeah. I mean, TV I think shows? she could have her head removed and put on like a 13-year-old's body. By the way, this is the the Judge Judy photo. Whoa! Whoa. Look at this. She looks like, like a Long nighty. Island bitch. I, mean, I yeah. love it. That cover up is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There was like a team of children that sewed this directly onto her body. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> it's not even a bikini. It's just like half. Um. On that note, <laughs> where can people find you both and your work? Great question. Um. <laughs> podcast is everywhere. Podcasts are Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh. Our social media, our duo is our com- We have a comedy duo. It's called Sorry About Last Night. And uh, S-R-Y about last N-Y-T is that Twitter handle. Mine is Christina Hutch, but it's with two Y's and a K because mom got creative. (laughs) (laughs) And on my social media, Instagram, Twitter is a philanthropy gal. Awesome. And we'll put links to everything in the description. Thanks, Thanks Thanks for coming. And we're going to blast the AC because it's a thousand degrees in here and we're all sweating off our our $200 $200 makeup. makeup. Matt, your eyelashes look fantastic. Yeah, you're great. (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. I had a shit week, so I definitely need a solid chaser. The thing at the end of the week that helps all of the bad stuff go down easy. Barry, do you have a chaser? I do have a chaser. What is it? I uh, don't know if you know, but the Star Wars trailer came out. I saw yeah. that it came out. I didn't watch it. Um, I watched it. This is not my chaser is not the Star Wars trailer, although obviously excited. My chaser this week is to Oscar Isaac's eyebrows. Yes. It was they they were just in the trailer for a second, but I was just like, mm, every time. Just Oscar love his eyebrows. They Isaac's got me everything. Yeah. But those eyebrows and his everything got me through Show Me a Hero, which otherwise not a not a good show. They got me through breakups, through makeups, through 
thick and thin. There's some great bushy eyebrows. What's your chaser this week, Matt? My chaser this week is for the act of sitting around your apartment in a robe or a kimono or a bath towel. I love just sitting after a shower, putting on my warm robe or the beautiful kimono that Barry got me. Oh, thanks, Matt. For my birthday. And reading. I just like sitting sitting in a nice comfy chair and reading, dangling out. Just with the, yeah. the breeze brushing against my butthole mm-hmm. while I read. What position do you read in? Um, missionary. <laughs> I have been trying to read more also, Same. which I feel like is very, it's nice to read a book and not watch the news or scroll through Twitter. Yeah. And just have like a peaceful read. Mm-hmm. I read the trashy Dan Brown I was book going to that ask that's out. what you were <laughs> that I talked about, I think it was the very first episode of Unhappy Hour. Yes, My chaser yeah. was the Dan Brown book that came out. I read it in like a day. It was fine. Also, may I suggest you buy a personalized fan? <laughs> I got it this from Amazon. Just a battery-powered fan that you turn on. And I just set it, <laughs> set it down and I have a nice cool breeze brushing against my face while the natural breeze brushes against everything else. And that's our show. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get the show. Hit subscribe, rate us, review us, leave us a nice glowing review. Tell me how much you love my sultry voice whispering in your ear every single week. The show is where we let our hate out, but the reviews are where you let the love out. You can see this podcast live at the Green Space on October 25th in New York City for the extra special live podcast reporting slash book launch party extravaganza. Get your tickets on the Green Space. The link for tickets will be in the episode description. Come watch me sweat in person. You can also find us on Spotify and Stitcher and all the places where podcasts are. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Jess Hackle, and this week's sponsor, Wink. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. You can pre-order my book, Everything is Awful, and other observations. You can buy tickets to see me on tour at everythingisawfulbook.com. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Uncle Fry. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking into it and get up. Makes me really sad that you know all of that. (laughs) Makes me kind of happy. That's good. Return of the Mac. Return of the Matt.